The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We're back. It's a new year, and we're back with all new, all live shows. We kick off our fifth season today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, Soap fans. Happy New Year. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I am your host, Dan Kroll. And I don't know if you can believe this, but it's been about a month since our last live show. There is so much that we need to catch up on. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll be discussing the latest soap news and even taking a little bit of a sneak peek at some of the storylines that are going to be playing out in early 2014. But I have to tell you, before we get started, it's always such a weird feeling for me to be away from you guys for such a a long period of time. I guess we weren't really apart. Because we did have the new shows each and every week since our last live show. But for the last three weeks, those shows just happened to be pre-recorded for the holidays. We'd like to give everybody some time off to spend with their family, to catch a breather, even though I'm still hurriedly behind the scenes working to put together those year-in-review episodes. And I may not be the most impartial person, but those episodes were really, really some of my favorite shows of the year. There was a, a lot of laughing, probably more laughing than should be allowed in the course of one show, but they really were a lot of fun. We had our Two Scoops columnist. It was a great look back, a two-part look back, that is, at the special year in review, the best and worst of soaps. So if you miss them, there are definitely two shows that you're going to want to give a listen to. They're available in the archives, along with every other show that we've done since January 2010. That seems so long ago, but I guess it's it's really not all that long ago, but it's our fifth season now. So if you don't know where you can go and check out the soap shows that we've done, they are at SoapCentral.com slash radio. Every episode is available for free. You can download them to your computer or your mobile device. If you have iTunes, you can subscribe. It's completely free. And every episode of the show will be downloaded automatically when you tune into your iTunes account. It'll be downloaded so you can listen to them anywhere that you'd like. If you are a new listener and don't know about how you can listen to the show, maybe this is your first time listening to the show. First, I want to welcome you to the show. Hope that you enjoy what you hear in the next hour and that you'll want to become a regular listener. Not that I necessarily needed any more pressure on myself to make this show a good show on our first show back of 2014, but I really want to let you know that this is a show where we welcome your involvement. This is something that we do here every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. If you do want to get a better idea of what you've been missing, please be sure to check out last week's show. It was a look back at 
2013, sort of our highlights reel. Maybe not entirely all highlights. There were some bloopers and some outtakes. It was pretty much a look at what you get here every week on the show. It just happened to be 52 shows all squished into the course of one hour. We are also an interactive show. If you are a Twitterer, you can follow us at Soap Central or Soap Central Live. You can ask your questions there. You can live tweet the show. You can let us know who you'd like to hear as a guest on Soap Central Live, and we'll do our best to reach out to them and make sure that they pop up here sometime in the new year. And if you're so inclined, you can also give me a follow at Dan J. Kroll. I've been told that nine out of ten of my tweets get me into trouble, so you never know what is going to come out of my fingers. And In addition to following us on Twitter, you can also be part of the show by calling in. We open up the phone lines each and every week so that you can call in and chat with me or chat with the guests. This week, I'll be taking your calls all hour long. So it's 55 minutes or so of your calls, so the show will only be as good as your calls. There's some little pressure back on you. We are going to be talking about what you'd like to see happen on your favorite soaps in 2014. Is there a character maybe who needs a storyline or a love interest? Is there a plot that you can't wait to see play out? Maybe there's a storyline that's your fantasy storyline of what you'd like to see happen in 2014. I'd like to hear that as well. So give me a call. Keep me some company. If you want to call in, all you have to do is give us a ring at 866-472-5788. Again, it's 866-472-5788. It is a toll-free number, so you don't have to worry about paying per minute to talk to me. Well, at least not until after dark. So give me a call. We will talk about Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, or The Bold and the Beautiful. I do, though, want to take this opportunity at the top of the show to talk about something that we are not going to talk about on today's show. We're not going to be discussing the situation at The Young and the Restless regarding Michael Muni's dismissal from the show. I wasn't there. And to the best of my knowledge, nobody who was listening to the show today was there either. It's one thing for us to sit around and gossip about the make-believe characters on our favorite soaps, but I think it's unfair to speculate about the lives of real people. And I think so really makes an unfortunate situation even that more unpleasant. It's not what I do. It's not what we do here on Soap Central Live. There are probably dozens of other websites out there that you can go to if that's sort of what you're looking for. This just won't be one of them. I hope that you respect that, and I hope that we can talk about some other things because we do love our soaps. We're going to talk about our soaps and what we love all hour long. Let's kick off the new year by talking to you, talking about the storylines that you're looking forward to. As I said, maybe even your dream storyline of 2014 in case you missed the call-in number. It is 866-472-5788. Eight. We are going to be visited by some of the friends who've been on the show before. We're going to bring in some of our SoapCentral.com columnists as well to help me guide through some of this discussion. In just a moment, we're going to bring in our General Hospital Two Scoops columnist, Tammy Lou. But before we do that, I do want to bring in a caller who's been waiting on the line since the top of the show. We have a regular. We have Bonnie from Massachusetts who wants to talk about General Hospital. So let's welcome in Bonnie. Bonnie, welcome to the first 2014 show of Soap Central Live. Yay! Happy 2014, everybody! It's uh, nice to be able to kick off the show in a new year with a familiar friend. So we're talking General Hospital. There's been a whole lot of stuff that's gone on since our last 
show where we were allowing fans to call in and talk about what's going in, uh, going on on the show. So mm-hmm. let's get caught up a little bit. What are you most excited about watching play out in 2014 on GH? Well, who would have sunk Heather Weber and Scott Baldwin would be Franco's parents? <laughs> I mean, really, you're absolutely right. I, I, I don't think that anybody would have suspected that back when James Franco was on the show that we would have uh, Heather Weber and Scott involved in these uh, craziness of the storylines. So uh, I'm guessing that's something that caught you by surprise? That and also a couple days ago, Silas in Adelphur. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the two things I want to talk about. (laughs) Okay, so go right ahead and talk about it. You know, a lot of people are are sort of have a new renewed interest in Silas. We got to see the the Silas and Sam love storyline for the New Year's Eve. Now we have a storyline explaining where he's been in the past, and there's a mystery wife, and she's in a long term care facility and now there's a detective who's exploring you know maybe he had something to do with it there's a whole lot going on all of a sudden for the new year on GH mm-hmm. the way I look at the Silas slash Delta's thing along with Ava we all know that Kiki is Silas' daughter how that worked out God only knows <laughs> okay I'm um, leaving that one on the back burner right now in my brain um but it was a true love. I want to know that. And also, what's going to happen between him and um, lovely Sam? Do you think that, uh, you know, we, we hear about the fact that there's this mystery wife and, you know, Sam initially was outraged that Silas was a married man. Do you think that that's something that's, that's going to continue on? Do you think that there's an exception when... God forbid your your spouse has been in a care facility for 20 years. Does that mean that you're no longer really married? Do we turn a blind eye to that? What is really going on here? I don't know. I mean, statute of limitations, I look at it. I think he's single. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how to order right now. We have, I'm sure, a lot of people who are going to weigh in on whether or not there's a statute of limitations involved. But let me give you another opportunity before we do bring in our columnist to talk about some of the other GH stuff here. Something I want to get your opinion on. Mm -hmm. There is uh, a rumor floating around. It started on Twitter in a, a mention that General Hospital may or may not have approached William Shatner about appearing on the show. What do we think about this show decision to boldly go where no soap has gone before? <laughs> Ooh, William Shatner on GH. That should be interesting. And who he's going to play and everything else. Because I read the same Twitter thing you did not too long ago. What's he going to be? Um, Scotty Baldwin's long lost father we haven't seen in years. I have no character. idea. He could be anyone. Uh, I mean, he could just be a, a background player for all we know. So just curious before before we move on, if you have any thoughts of who maybe you'd I like do, to see him I play. don't, I'm not, I, didn't re- I read the whole thing, but as you say, it could be a background character. Could be someone beating me down to earth, Scotty. Um, I don't know. I haven't really gotten the details of it. Only other thing I want to question on, any more approach about recasting the AJ character? I have not heard anything. Not AJ, I mean Jason. 
than Jason? Well, you know, there is always speculation. Uh, it doesn't look like Steve Burton is, is going back to GH anytime no. he's involved on some big story on The Young and the Restless. But, you know, it, it's something that people picked up on, sort of wishful ideas for who they would want. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that the show is at this point. Uh, I mean, they've got a full canvas. They've definitely got storylines that they can probably play out without needing yeah, Jason at the moment. So I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Right, but that was only my two things. And as in um, as Heather being back as Heather, Kim, um, I get a, when Tima Lou comes on, maybe she can hear this right now if she gets down the chance. Is that a wig on Heather, or they dye her hair badly? Well, let me let you. Go. We're going to bring on Tammy Lou to give you that answer. I want to thank you so much, Bonnie, for calling in. And again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It seems weird. You too. It seems weird to be saying that 10 days in that we're still celebrating Happy New Year, but this is our first live show. So let's continue celebrating the new year, bringing on Tammy Lou, one of SoapCentral.com's Two Scoops columnists for General Hospital. And we're going to wig out and talk about Heather's hair, (laughs) Tammy Lou. Oh, it's definitely got to be a wig because she might have you know, 10 or 12 other disguises going on under there because, you know, she can easily slip in and out of any mental hospital. One of my main goals for 2014 is that Port Charles will build a mental hospital that can hold Heather. I thought you were going to say it was your goal to sneak out of the mental hospital. That would have been an entirely different show. And I also was listening to you guys talk about William Shatner, and here's, you want, want my two cents on that one because I have to tell you. I think that Shirley Jones and William Shatner, a.k.a. Mrs. Partridge and Captain Kirk, are going to be the mob bosses like the grandparents of the Jeromes. Wouldn't that be exciting? I think it would be interesting. I mean, we we didn't mention, I sort of tiptoed around the fact that Shirley Jones, Mrs. Partridge, is headed back to daytime. She's going to be on GH in a short-term role that they haven't disclosed, so they're allowing us to sort of make our own speculation. But in that, William DeVry had mentioned in a tweet that, uh, you know, Shirley was there. He, He tweeted the picture of the two of them together and said, hey, you know, William Shatner, why aren't you getting back to the General Hospital people about the appearance on the show? So... I would hope that they would be put together. That would sort of Wouldn't blow that be up. Awesome. Whole, that would set my phasers to 10 or stun or whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know what exactly. <laughs> so hold that thought because I'm seeing that there is someone else who wants to weigh in on GH. Maybe we can get another uh, a fourth opinion on who this might be. Let's bring on Laura from Long Island. <laughs> Laura, uh, welcome to Sim Central Live. How are you? How are you? We are wonderful. We want to find out what your thoughts are on who Shirley Jones might be playing when she comes to General Hospital. I actually really like your idea. I, I mean, I mean, either that storyline or the one with, oh, what's his name? Theo Phyllis. He's going to come back as Victor or whatever his name is. That's, I wondered if Theo, it's Theo Penglis. I was wondering when he comes back as Victor. Cassidine, maybe that would be something. Maybe they'll they'll tie them all in together. Oh, I don't know. It's sort of yeah. I don't know, but I think that that. I mean, but personally, I really like Gary. I would love to see William Shatner on that show because that's that would be epic. But yeah, I don't know. I I think it would be very interesting to have him be one of the crime bosses. I mean, personally, I'm really excited to see the mob back. I'm just happy that it's not going to overtake the canvas as it has in, like, past years. I know some people don't like the mob, but I think if you do it in moderation, I think it's okay. It feels different, though, Laura. It feels like a different type of mob story. When you were mentioning, you know, earlier on in the 90s and stuff, it was, 
it seemed that everything was mob related. Now we I, have the mob, but there's a love story. There's, you know, there's mm-hmm. blackmail. There's on no, location. Totally it's right. totally different. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, and I personally am really excited to see how this, this baby thing plays out because I love baby swap. I mean, just baby storylines. Not everyone agrees with me because they just finished up Maxi and Spinelli's. But I'm, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just love those types of storylines. I may be in the minority, but I'm excited to see where it goes. And maybe, and just maybe the storyline won't be kept a secret, which would be interesting to see how it plays out for Robin. I was going to say, how do you think it's going to play out? Or, or how would you like to see it play out? I, I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. I would like her not to keep it a secret, but I, I, I mean, I'm still on the mindset that Carlos did sleep with her, so I don't so know. Maybe I. it is actually Carlos' baby. Tammy Lou, what do you, or you I think, think that so too? too? I think he lied to her. She woke up in his bed naked, and he said, no, no, nothing happened, but I'm not sure I believe him. Yeah, either am I. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's one of those, I mean, it's compelling, and I think that that's what General Hospital is doing very good right now. It's telling compelling, interesting stories, and I think in the past it hasn't always been the case, but right now, I mean, I'm glued to my television. And I think that that's something that we can all be grateful for because the stories are compelling. And I'm also excited to see Kirsten Storm's return, and hopefully they will give her an interesting storyline. Unfortunately, now that Benelli's gone, hopefully she'll maybe get a new romantic interest. But her I new will never give up Nathan West. Oh my God, they have epic chemistry. So I mean, that like I would really like to see her with him, and he's so freaking hot. So that would actually be kind of cool. Oh <laughs> live boy, vicariously through it's... her. The first show of 2014, I already have to break out my polar vortex (laughs) bucket of water here for the guests. So, Laura, I want to thank you so much for calling in. I loved talking about GH with you and hearing, of course, the fact that you love this show. Thank you very much and have a very good show, guys. Bye. Well, before we move on from GH, Tammy Lou, there is something else. We, you know, we had Laura talking about babies. There's nothing more exciting than a real life baby. So we I want know. to congratulate Kirsten Storms and Brandon Barash on their real life baby, Harper. There are photos on SoapCentral.com if you want to go over there and take a peek. They've She's been beautiful, as- of course, with those two people as her parents. How could she not be? Oh, my gosh. I mean, yes. And it's funny because I've been looking at the Twitter feeds uh, from some of the stars, and they're watching their watches. They're trying to get out of the show, out of work, to be able to go over and see the baby. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. I think uh, Becky Herbst was the first one who's like, you know, I love my job, but I, I want to get out of here so I can go see the baby. Everybody wants to go see the baby, which I think is is really nice. It's a great way to kick off the new year. It's something positive. It's something that everybody can get behind. Absolutely. And I, I like how much of a family they are, that they're involved in each other's lives and they care about each other's comings and goings. You know, that's exciting. So let's uh, let's wrap up our little GH segment here because uh, I'm seeing. Let me see who's on the line so I can let you guys know that we're going to get there. We have, uh, you know what? Let's bring in one quick more caller since I see that the others are about the young, the restless, and days of our lives. Let's skip ahead. Let's bring in another friend to the show. Let's bring in Emily from New York. We have a New York theme going here. Emily, <laughs> welcome to Central Live for your first Hi. time in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> so how Hi. are you doing? I'm doing great. Tammy Lou was telling me, actually she wasn't, but I'm putting words in her mouth. She was telling me 
I really want to know what Emily is looking forward to in 2015. <laughs> you know, so, I was just thinking that. You read my mind. Well, so, the, the first thing I was thinking for? after today's show was I'd love to see some people in the restaurants eating. Sonny's <laughs> restaurant, there's never anyone in there. That's the thing. When you're a, a mob front, I don't think you actually need to conduct business. I don't think that that's probably high on the list of... I mean, would you go I to know. a place that you know the, the, the mob at least, like, waft there? some spaghetti smell out into the air so it kind of appears like a real say, restaurant. They had uh, a linen tablecloth, and they had the oil and vinegar on the table, but nobody eating. So. <laughs> I'm but trying that to was one thing. Uh, the the only other restaurant, it's an Italian restaurant that I can think of that has uh, mob ties, is on The Simpsons, and the only people who ever seem to be eating there are the mobsters when they do their little uh, huddled around the table and, and talking about what they're going to do. So maybe that's just a uh, maybe that's a thing with with restaurants. So moving on from wanting to see people well, uh, food. Well, my uh, my two cents on Shat, the fabulous yes. Smith the Shatner. Remember. Um, Silas Clay said the coma wife had the rich parents. Oh, good thought. Ooh. Yeah. Charlie Jones and Shaq, mom and dad, said a rich coma wife. That would be fascinating. That would the thing be that epic. I don't, uh, then I'm wondering, and either of you can feel free to, to weigh in on this, do you think if that's the case, well, no, I guess it could be. I'm just trying to figure out why William DeVry would be the one tweeting that out. Do you I think it's I don't red know, but William DeVry has been tweeting Shatner quite a bit. And Shat has been answering him. And I'm I'm curious, like, does he know who William DeVry is? But he does answer people and he is has been answering him quite a bit. And he just said to him, um, like two or three weeks ago, something about General Hospital and Shatner said, oh, you know, let me know the dates and I'll see what, if I'm available. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's serious, you know. He's saying, yeah, sure, give me dates. Maybe so he'll come back and then for the nurse's ball. He'll be, uh, he'll be talent. He'll sing. <laughs> he'll sing go. at the nurse's With ball. Richard that would be Simmons, amazing. we'll do a duet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, millions of people tweet William Shatner all day long, 24-7. He doesn't uh, answer. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I see him answering William DeVry, and I'm like, curious, does he know who he is? Because they come from two different... I mean, we know who William DeVry is, but does Shatner? <laughs> who so. doesn't know who uh, William Shatner is? So, I just yeah, have my connection. So I, well, I, would, I love it. I think that, that would be perfect, because obviously, you know, he's saying the wife's in the coma, and she had the rich parents who hated him, and hmm. so... That's an interesting scenario, Emily. So I want to thank you for calling in and sharing that with us. Sure. I, I, um, I'm really enjoying the show, and uh, Maurice Bernard, oh, my God, he's an acting god. He's amazing. It's a, definitely, the, definitely the show has been really, really great lately. If you are a GH fan and you have not tuned in recently, check out the past week of shows. If they're on your TiVo or if you have a, a provider that is part of the new ABC uh, program, you can go online and check out the shows there. It's definitely worth the check out. So, Emily, thanks for calling in, and hopefully we'll talk to you again in the near future. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Tammy Lou, we're going to start a little pool here. I'm scribbling down stuff here of who everyone thinks that William Shatner would be. 
more than that, though, what do you think the odds are of him actually showing up? Well, here's my, my fear. I just came up with it while you guys were talking. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, James Doohan, who used to play Scotty on Star Trek, was on The Bold and Beautiful, and so was William DeVry, so maybe that's how he knows William mm-hmm. Shatner. So maybe they have an in to get him onto the show. Hmm. I'm sure, uh, that's, well, you know, the other in, let's follow me out here. Okay. Jeannie Francis is married to William Frakes, who was all right. Star one. Trek Next Generation. So yes. perhaps there's another connection there as well. Well, there's all sorts of ways we can get William Shatner on General Hospital. Let's come up with some more. <laughs> <laughs> we, I will tweet him. I don't want to overtweet him. Let's not overtweet William Shatner. Let's not scare yeah. him away by by telling him. So let's, you know, we'll we'll do a, a more subdued. Uh, encouragement for him to come on the show and that's what i was doing with you tammy lou when i reached out it was more of a subdued invitation for you (laughs) to come (laughs) on and drop by you know that i always love having you here and if you did not miss or if you did not listen to tammy lou's last appearances she was part of our best of and worst of shows of 2013 you can check those out in the archives at subcentral.com slash radio she may or may not have been uh naughty I don't know. I can't, I, I can't really completely remember. There may or may not have been some outtakes and some things that we were discussing, like relish and all of that other stuff. Yeah, so well. Definitely want to go and check those out. So thank you for talking GH with me today. We have to, you know, share the time with some other soaps. Absolutely. But thank you so much for having me on, Dan. All right, gang, we are going to go back to the lines. We are going to, let's see where we're going to go. We're going to go to Ohio. We're going to talk about The Young and the Restless with... David. David, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hey, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is, I believe, this is what's my third time, I think it is. But it's your first time of 2014, so that's something to celebrate. Okay. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you do. The Young and the Restless, we were sort of segueing here, but there is something that Y&R and GH have in common, and it's Tristan Rogers. He just exited his role, his role on General Hospital. He's going to be popping up on The Young and the Restless as Colin Atkinson. What do you think about the return? I, I know that a lot of us who are fans of Y&R were sort of surprised that they would bring back Colin because it seemed like maybe the character had been forgotten for a period of time. Okay, well, first of all, I'm very happy because I love Tristan. I grew up watching Tristan on GH as, you know, the first really big super spy hero. So it's really kind of cool. His role on YNR is really cool because it's a complete, it's a complete turnabout. It's really kind of fun to see him get to play a villainous type character. So I'm really, I'm really excited. And actually, I'm not very surprised because when they brought Tristan back to GHFA, just like when they brought back so many of the veterans, I think he was kind of misused. He was there just for a little bit right before, you know, Robin got, uh, you know, when they were killing off Robin. And then when we, then when he discovered Robin's live, guess what? He gets shot up with a, with a, <laughs> with a syringe by Dr. Old, <laughs> Dr. Orgasm is what I call her. That's what we call her. <laughs> Dr. Orgasm is what you call her. Yeah, that's right? what I, I call her something else, but it's not appropriate for the radio on Facebook. I call her something else. We'll talk about it but in commercials or something. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but I just call her Dr. O, Dr. Orgasm. And to me, that was really disappointing because the whole thing with Robin's kidnapping and all that was disappointing because, you know, here, here he is a super spy and he lets her overcome him. Then, then he goes into coma for all this time and we don't even see him. So I think he was really kind of misused and I'm glad that he kind of jumped ship and went to Y&R because Y&R uses him a lot much better and, and it's really kind of fun to see him play an evil role uh, completely different than Scorpio so and he and he really hams it up and he has a great time with it so it's great to watch it's great to me to see that and that's as that to me being a both a fan of both shows it just adds a great layer to it so I'm really glad about that and uh, while you were while we were on the line I was just writing out a couple of things you were talking about what people would want to see on the shows this year in the future, and I've had a few things that I'd say I'd like to see on Y&R. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, well, well, I'm kind of glad. I think, you know, all the departures, even though they're bad because people were really big fans of, you know, Billy Miller, Michelle Stafford, and everyone, but I think because these things are happening, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because it's really going to force the writers to come up with new stories and new directions because, you know, now that Billy Miller is gone, we can possibly have Sean Kerrigan and Amelia Hindley as Stitch and Victoria. I think they have great chemistry, and you can tell they're writing more scenes of those two together. I think they're trying to test them out the audience to see. And uh, from what I follow when all the fan groups on, you know, everybody's really sad to be losing Billy Miller, but some people are saying, oh, these two might be good together. And I think they'll be great together too. Sean Kerrigan, he's a great, great, great find. He has a wonderful screen presence. He looks like a good actor. He's uh, good looking and youthful. And him and Amelia seem to have great chemistry. So I think that's a new good direction that they should go in. And when we bring in David Tom as Billy as um, Billy Abbott, that's gonna probably you know that's gonna really um, switch up the whole Billy and Victoria thing. They pro- they're probably gonna break them up. And there's a lot of directions from where he where he could go too. I'm thinking possibly he could be paired one. He could be paired with um, Liz Hendrickson because you know putting Billy and um, and um, Chloe together after the whole dealer thing is kind of logical for the story. And that'd be a new direction for her because I I don't know how popular Kevin and Chloe were, but to me they were kind of dull. And even though the actors are great, they just to me I don't, I don't see a lot of chemistry there. And I'd like to see a new direction for both of those characters. Like it's interesting gr- that you say that. I'm one. I'm trying to think back in my head now to remember if when. David Tom was part of One Life to Live, and they did the crossover mm-hmm. storyline with All My Children. I'm uh-huh. trying to remember. I don't think uh, Elizabeth Hendrickson was still on the show at the no, time. I'm trying to figure out if David Tom and, and Elizabeth Hendrickson had had se- any scenes together elsewhere. Um, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much sure they didn't because that that's one big story. I had pretty much not. I wasn't really into All My Children and One Life to Live anymore at that point, but that story got so much, it got so much um, press and so many people were watching. I kind of checked it out and it was interesting, but I don't think, I don't think Liz Henderson was ever involved with him at that point. So I think testing those two together on Y&R would be interesting just to see what, just to just see, see what could happen. And with, with the characters that they would be playing on Y&R, still, it may still make perfect sense that they might go back together bonding over, you know, the loss of Dealey again. And and that will give a chance to give Greg Reichardt to go back to being kind of dark with Kevin because now Kevin's just kind of like, you know, Revenge of the Nerds at the police station. It's kind of dull. He's not, I really loved him when he first started in because he was really, really unpredictable and kind of crazy and kind of out there. It was fun. 
And, you know, the way they redeemed him was good, but he's into a place where he's just too giddy too serious for me now. I don't, I'm not really interested in the character. And, and I think, you know, I think Greg Reichardt works better as an actor when he has, when he walks kind of this fine line between darkness and light and he has a lot more layers to play. More of his talent comes out that way as, as the nerdy, the cop, as the nerdy guy always poking around the pot of the cop you know, the police station, he doesn't get a chance to really shine. And I think he could do a lot better if we brought back some more of the darker layers of his character. So that, so that could change that too. And that, and that's the number one reason why I didn't complain about the Delia killing officer. Like everybody else, I said, this is, first of all, it's real drama and it has the potential to really change the canvas if it, you know, if they, if they write it out good. And I don't, I think that was a big thing. They didn't, you know, they've let everyone be sad, but it never, tore apart any of the core relationships. And I think every now and then, even when you have super popular couples, you need to tear them apart. You need to break them up a little bit because the monotony needs to be changed. And without, and unfortunately, it gets to the point where soaps, they get beat to death characters and stories until someone says, hey, you know what? I've had enough. I'm leaving the show now. And then they go, oh, my God, what do we have to do now? we we got to come up with something new. And so now, as I said, the departures are kind of a blessing in disguise because they're going to really force the brass to get to, to, to put their nose to the grindstone and say, okay, we need new direction for these characters. We need new stories. We need to keep people interested and we need to divert their attention away from the fact that we're losing some of our main people. And well, uh, we need to I, I think there are, I'm sure some fans of some of those couples that you mentioned who are happy and are now going to possibly be broken up, who are probably have their hands in the air and they're running around their rooms or, or hopefully if they're yeah. listening in their yeah. cars, they're driving yeah. safely. These are things that could happen. We're not saying. Yeah, it, it's happening already. Say. Believe me, What's I've been out. I'm, I'm in a lot of these groups on Facebook. It's happening already. But the thing about <laughs> it is in order to keep interest in a show, as I tell people all the time, you have to try new things. You have to break up some sacred couples every now and then because what keeps people watching is they root for the couples, they root for the characters, but you have to give them all the problems and see and see if, you know, is it really going to work out for them? Are they really going to make it back together or are they done for good? That's what, people, that's what keeps people tuning in because, I mean, why do you have to tune in if you know that, you know, nothing's ever going to change? So you can say, well, they'll still be together tomorrow. I don't have time to watch that one, but if something happens, breaking me, like, oh, my God. What's going to happen with Billy and Victoria? Well, oh, no, well, you know. Even while you're having your meltdown or reenacting one, you have unwittingly given me uh, a really good segue for the next discussion. So I want to thank you so much for calling in. You said it's your maybe your third time, but as I said, it's the first one of 2014. So hopefully you'll have a couple more before we start saying 2015. I'm not ready for that, but uh, yeah. hopefully and, you'll call and, me into the show. And since you're, I'll close it. When I'm going to close it. You, since you were, um, you were speculating about Shatner on General Hospital, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Shatner. I'm not really such a great fan of GH anymore, but if he comes on, I, I would have to just check out what he's going to do. But I was going to say he'll probably be Casey the Alien's dad, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, for right now, unfortunately, David, we have to beam you up. Okay. Thanks so much for calling in. (laughs) Thanks. Talk to you later. You got it. Uh, One of the things that David said was talking about mixing things up and characters and and trying to maybe get some different 
couplings. There is a possible pairing that has been teased by the bold and the beautiful that has a lot of people talking. I've gotten a lot of email at SoapCentral.com about this. I've seen the Twitter feed, the at SoapCentral Twitter feed light up with this. So I'm going to bring in Chanel, who wants to talk a little bit about the bold and the beautiful. And we're going to talk about Katie and Ridge Chanel. This is something that a lot of people are discussing. What do you think, Katie and Ridge? Well, that's a load of question right there. Oh, <laughs> but, boy. Um, that's for, Katie and, for Katie and Ridge, I'm thinking, yeah. At first, I didn't want to do that, or I didn't want to think about that, because I wanted Ron Moss to be back. And I had to get used to Thornton K coming in, Thorsten K. And when he came in, and he's brought a whole new... Um, a whole new persona to, to Ridge. He's almost kind of like a Scarface Ridge or something, the way he dresses and, and the way he acts and the way he's putting just a new, a whole new spin on who Ridge is. And I'm not sure Scarface that that Ridge. matches Brooke anymore. And yeah. if ever there was a time to end uh, Brooke and Ridge, which would break my heart, but if there's ever a time to end them, I guess this is the time. Well, it's interesting because certainly for, what was it, 26, 27 years or so, Ron Moss was the bold and the beautiful. Yes. I mean, it's one of the core four, yes. you know, we're talking about. So to, you know, compare, to say that, you know, this or that, Ron Moss will forever have ties to the bold and the beautiful. And yes. I know that a lot of people will forever think of him as Ridge, it's sort of you know like Florence Henderson will always be Mrs. Brady, regardless of what she ever does in life, and Bob Denver will always be Gilligan, sort of things like that. However, that being said, a lot of times when actors are let go or they leave the show, we always get this canned response from shows. Oh, you know, we're going to take the character in a new direction, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. If ever they were going to take the character of Ridge in another direction. I don't think, Chanel, that they could have possibly have gone in a, a completely different direction unless they maybe cast Little Kim as Ridge. <laughs> I mean, there's really no other option that they could have gone in, a, in so much of a different direction. Well, I, I don't know. I just think that the new, the whole new atmosphere that he's brought to this character so quickly, and he's already such an excellent actor anyway. Like, I was crying when I realized I wasn't going to have Zack Slater anymore. And when when he stepped in and, you know, they did the whole thing with the Tesla car where he was rolling all in and you could see his feet and everything. And then when he finally spoke and took that look at Stephanie's portrait on the wall, I was like, okay, I can accept this. <laughs> I get to have him and I get to have Ridge. And I just really think that he's bringing a more thoughtful um, thoughtful, and maybe a little bit softer ridge to it, too, because of how he's being with Katie. I'd never expected him to be that way with Katie, which gets back to the original, the original um, question that you asked me of how he uh, instantly uh, went to Katie and he keeps, seems like he can't forgive Brooke this time because of Katie. It really doesn't even have anything to do with, with Bill and the fact that him and the, the past was that um, Ridge and Bill uh, absolutely hate each other and run each other's throats all the time. Now it seems more like it's how could you do this to Katie. So he's bringing that that thing that was missing from the soap for the past couple years, and it's just what Katie said yesterday. She was astonished because, you know, Ridge was like, well, 
you know, I know that you've had your um, your your share of the pain from from Brooke, but you're going to make it through. And she looked at him and had this total relief on her face. And she was like, you know what, because Hope and Donna and everybody else keeps, you know, treating me like I need to just let it go, drop it, forgive it. And I almost thought I was going crazy because nobody can understand or would act like they understood what Brooke had done to me. And back in the day when she did it to um, her daughter, um, Bridget, it was very well understood. And now today it seems like in the storylines it's just like, oh, forgive Brooke. Oh, yeah, she did that. Forgive her. Oh, yeah, she was on the wall with Oliver. Forgive her. <laughs> you know? But now, you know, Ridge is bringing that back around full circle like, no, 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 you don't do that. And we can't. We can't forgive that. Well, more than anything else, I'm just looking forward to I have always enjoyed Torsten Kay's work you know, when he was on Port Charles or One Life to Live or, of course, All My Children, as you mentioned. And Heather Tom has you know, a zillion Emmys now. She's obviously an incredible actress. I just want to see you know, what happens when the show explores putting these two performers together and really seeing the sparks that fly. So I want to have you hold on for one second, Chanel, because I'm told that someone wants to talk about a fantasy storyline that they'd like to see play out on The Bold and the Beautiful. And since I'm sharing mine, which looks like it's going to be more of a reality, I'm going to bring on Kathy from Connecticut to find out what she has as her sort of fantasy wish list for 2014 on B&B. Kathy, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you, and Happy New Year for 2014. Happy New Year. I love you. Ten days in, it's still a new year. We're still celebrating, and we're still talking about what we would like to see on our favorite soaps. So I understand there's something you'd like to see happen on B&B. Oh, yes. I want Uh B&B to get back to its roots. I want an explosive storyline. My fantasy storyline would be to use Rena Sofer Mm. as a forester. No, a Douglas. I want her to become a Douglas. Hmm. I want. I would like it to be revealed that she is a Douglas, that she is in a, from an affair that Stephanie's father had, because as you know, Stephanie was estranged from her father for years. Mm-hmm. I would like her to become a half-sister of Pam. I would like her on the show. And a codicil of the will brought up giving her part ownership of Forrester Creations. And well, you have case, thought this out. This isn't just something that you've called in with and just brought no. up. And you've been thinking about this for a while. No, I've been thinking about it because there needs to be a major shake-up on Bold and the Beautiful. It's gotten from its roots from being a fashion house and the drama within a fashion house. It seems that Forrester is the only fashion house out there. So let's bring let's bring on Marina Sofa. Let's bring her in as a Douglas and take uh, part ownership of the bold and the beautiful, or rather Forrester Creations, and force the Logans out, and have the Logans have their own fashion house along with Eric, and have another battle of the fashion houses, a la Spectra and Forrester. Well, let's loop Chanel back in here, Kathy, for a second. Chanel, what are your thoughts on this? Kathy has been thinking this out. She has, uh, I don't know if she's used sticky notes like I do when I'm sketching <laughs> things out or index cards, but what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's, it's a, definitely it's an intriguing idea. 
Well, she's right. She's absolutely right that we have gotten very far away from what it used to be when it very first opened, which was fashion, fashion houses battling, um, us getting to have the glamour fashion shows. Now it's kind of like everything is scripted for the main Forrester clan is always supposed to win. They're always supposed to be on top, and they do have no challengers. No. And we do need a challenger to come back in. Even Spencer has nothing really to do with Forrester, so they're very limited, and all the drama that we get, like in the boardroom and, and in the office and stuff, really has nothing to do with anything but internal squabbles. Mm-hmm. So if we did have, we do need to have somebody come back and either revamp Spectra or do what she said, have, um, it would be great for another Douglas or even Pam. Mm-hmm. If it came out that even Pam, that would probably be even more interesting because she doesn't yeah. know what she's doing <laughs> to yeah. end up having to be the one that runs Forrester. She's still trying to take over from Betty Crocker, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those lemon bars. <laughs> I think they do. They do need. They, we do need another another fashion house to come in and challenge Forrester because this what's going on right now is just whether or not they're having sales or they are having sales and who's the popularity person in the media. It's totally it's totally different than the design stealing and the copying and the who naturally comes mm-hmm. out better. And we, I don't even know. We only have one designer, right, Caroline? That's it. And, you know, I'm also missing Leslie Kay so much when I saw her too too little too late on the uh, holiday episodes. Gosh, I'd like to see her have a storyline this year and bring her in because it seems that the other Forrester children have been left out. Kristen does her own thing. That's fine. But to have um, the other daughter and Thorne out of the picture, it just... I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the Logan intrusion. Oh my gosh! But did you hear? Did you hear that about Logan? Did you say Logan penetration? Um, penetration. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm tired of the Logan. They're like to me. They're like roaches in the show. (laughs) I need to see some more foresters in the show. I really do. But you saw how, on a side note, uh, Thorn. Is in Paris. Did you catch right. that? I was like, how did that even occur? His daughter just came on screen, and mm-hmm. he's in. He's just going to take a job in Paris. Right, so, and it irks me that the major stockholders in the company, who are foresters, are practically shut out while Hope is actually determining who is hired and who is fired on the, you know, Hope for the Future line or makes decisions on. Uh, enforced their creations. It's just so disjointed right now, and I, I'm hoping that Bell will pull everything together and get the show back on track instead of it being a plot-driven show. Well, here yeah. on this show, I get to decide who's hired and fired or taken in or taken out. So what I'm going to do, Kathy, is I'm going to thank you so much for calling in. It was really, really a pleasure to hear some of your your scenarios for what you'd like to see happen in 2014. And hopefully as the year progresses, you'll be able to call back in and tell us what you think the show is doing. Yes. And I did call it, by the way, with Thorsten K. All of my all of my um, Twitter buddies that said, "Oh, he's never going to work. He's not going to be a great Ridge." I think everybody's singing a different tune now. He is phenomenal. I told people that, and I've been proven correct. So I'm very happy about that. <laughs> well, like I said, we have people that we love, people who've been guests here on the show. So we always love to see them back on our daytime world. So thank you again so much, Kathy, for calling in. Thank you. All right, Chanel, we are going to wrap up B&B, so we have time to talk about days, but I want to give you an opportunity. Is there anything else that you'd like to see happen on B&B 
in 2014 in, say, 45 seconds or less? Um, I either want Lamb uh, to redeem himself and go ahead and marry Hope, and then they can go ahead and, and move somewhere and be off my screen for a little while, or I need for them to completely and totally separate and then be off my screen for a while. <laughs> okay, so either way, it's the same ending. It's just a different route to get there. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, then what we're going to do is get you off of our screen for a little while. I want to All thank right. you, Chanel, for calling in. It's always a pleasure. And hopefully, maybe sometime we'll be talking about some of those other soaps that we've lost in the past. Oh, I know yeah. That you have a, a morning for. session. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we can talk about maybe them coming back to us or something like that. So thanks, Chanel. All right, thank you. All right, we have one soap left to talk about. We have a caller who has been on hold for quite a while. We're going to bring in Kathy from South Carolina to talk about Days of Our Lives. We have two Kathys in a row here. It's it's sort of a, a full house of Kathys. Kathy, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you doing today? I am doing great now that the polar vortex is gone and it's warmed up a little bit. I'm uh, doing a lot better. So let's talk Days of Our Lives. What is it that's got you hooked on the show? What are you looking forward to in 2014? Um, well, I got this on the show back in the 90s. Um, my, my grandmother and my mom used to watch it, so I got it from them. And then after that, I, when Lucas came on screen, that was it for me. I've been a fan of Brian DeTillo ever since his debut, and I'm just so aggravated because he does not get the recognition he deserves. He's been on the show for almost 21 years. You know, he has, he's a Horton, and yet they pretty much cast him to the side, and he gets almost no airtime. He just recently started to get airtime again, and it's just, it's sad. I'm like, you know, my favorite character gets, you know, almost no airtime. My favorite couple, which was Looney, which was Sammy and Lucas, you know, they were, they had a great relationship, and then EJ came into the picture. And, I mean, he raped Sammy, and yet they're going to go with, you know, E. Jammy, which I think is disgusting. Well, let me give you the opportunity then, since this is an actor that you like, a character that you like. If you had the ability to craft a storyline for Days and to craft a storyline for Lucas, what would you like to see play out for him? Um, Well, first, I'd like to see EJ get locked up and caught for everything that he's done. And then, you know, for Sammy to realize what an idiot she's been and, you know, go back to Lucas because he's the only one that's been there for her for over 20 years. And, you know, yeah, they had a love-hate relationship for a while, but, you know, if she can forgive EJ for the crap that he's done, she should be able to forgive Lucas for everything he's ever done. And, you know, in Days of Our Lives, and not only with Lucas and Sammy, but also, like, Bo needs to come back. They need to pay Peter what he, needs to, what he wanted to be paid. Because the man's been on the show for, like, 40 years or something like that, or 30 years. And for have, to have Hope, you know, not have Bo and have Hope on the show, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> that's oh, that's you know? definitely something that a lot of people have been talking about, about the fact that Bo is nowhere to be found. I was doing some quick research while you were talking, and you were mentioning that Brian DeTillo maybe doesn't get the recognition in terms that he deserves. And I did a little quick search of our SoapCentral.com awards, and he has been nominated one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times for SoapCentral.com Danky, as they're called. And the most recent one was in 2011. He was picked by fans as the most missed performer. So you're definitely right. There is uh, a definite um, number of fans who 
love them, uh, who love the character and the actor. So it should be interesting to see what what plays out. And you know, we do were also saying talking about Peter Reckle. If for some reason, if he didn't want to return to the show, let's just say he wanted to retire or just taking out whatever the other possible reasons are for him not returning. If it weren't possible to get him back, would you prefer that the show just keep the character away? Or would you rather see Days recast Bo if it came to that? Absolutely not recast him. They did that once. It failed miserably. Okay. Um. Because RKK, which is uh, Robert Kelker Kelly, was a horrible recast. I'm sorry. Um, but I honestly, in my opinion, if they can't get him back at all for whatever reason, they need to kill off a character. Because to have him in limbo like that is just wrong. Well, and, we, you know, I'm sure with that, you've got, <laughs> you've got people up in arms wanting to uh, oh, comment yeah. about that. I see the Twitter feed. So, Kathy, I want to thank you for calling in. I want to make sure that we don't run out of time for the show. So I'm going to thank you for calling in. We're going to uh, try to wrap up some more of our little bit previews. But hopefully, as I'm telling all of our callers, maybe you'll be able to call back in in the future. We can talk about days. Maybe we'll be talking about a Lucas storyline or Bo returning. Who knows? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dan. You have a great day. You too. All right, gang, we have time for one more caller. We're going to loop back to General Hospital. We have a caller who's been waiting to talk to us. We have Roland in Brooklyn. Roland, Hi, welcome Dan. to Central Live. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty okay. We're going to loop back a little bit to General Hospital. We have a couple of minutes left in the show. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to hear all of the different things that we've talked about. We've got Partridge Family. We've got Star Trek news. We've got all kinds of real-life baby news. <laughs> what is it that you'd like to talk about? What would you like to see happen on GH in 2014? Well, I was hoping since One Life to Live was off again, maybe they can make some kind of a deal with Prospect Park and have one like to live characters on again. Okay, which did... characters would you like to see? Well, Kristen Alderson, I love her, but Kiki has got to go. She what is it about to... Kiki that, that you don't you haven't uh, attached to? I mean, there, I've heard from a lot of people who sort of feel the same way. They're, they're used to seeing her as star for so long that the yeah. new character is maybe taking a little bit of time to grow on them or they're just, you know, like me. I, I watched Kristen grow up before my eyes. She will always be, you know, that little five, six-year-old in my head, even though she's become a, a, a lovely young woman. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's the that bad character. I don't know, I can't, she, she's not that. Like, I grew up watching her as this sweet girl, even though Star had her bad days before. But I just, I don't know, it doesn't fit her. It doesn't fit her character. Is there something, like if, if they can't get the, the a deal with One Life to Live, is there a storyline that you think that they could come up with for the character of Kiki that you think might maybe make the character interesting? Is there something that is maybe a, another character that she be, could become involved in? Is there something well, that... Well, I think it would be great if they, if they could make Kiki and Star together, like Star can have like a split personality. I mean, she has relatives, Vicky... And Jessica has split personalities. Maybe she, maybe Kiki would be one of the split personalities. That could be it. 
That's always, you know, it's always possible when you're talking about soaps, someone always has a split personality. Sometimes I think I have one, and I'm looking here, and we're, our, our clock is ticking down, so I'm sorry that we're not going to have more time to be able to talk about that, but uh, I want to thank you for calling in, and certainly the next time that we're, we're taking calls about GH, or if there's a guest that you'd like to speak to, I hope that you'll consider calling back in and being part of the show. I will. Thank you, Dan, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Bye. All right, gang, I can't believe it, but we are... Tick-tock, tick-tock, almost down here to the end of our first live show of 2014. Now, if you are someone who's tuned in late or if you'd like to hear the show again, maybe you were a guest on the show and would like to have a copy of the show so that you can play for your friends, all you have to do is go to SoapCentral.com slash radio. That's the place to find every episode that we've ever broadcast. Every episode is available for free on-demand listening. You can download it if you are Someone who has iTunes, you can go to the podcast section and download it for free. Coming up in the weeks ahead, we've got a lot of great shows planned. We have Days of Our Lives and Young the Rest of Star, Eileen Davidson, All My Children Vet, and now the star of VH1 Single Ladies, Denise Vassy, Port Charles alum, Rib Hillis. We have the cast of the all-star Soap in a Soap series, Tainted Dreams, Crystal Chappelle, the cast of Beacon Hill. We've got a lot of stuff going on in 2014. There are going to be a lot of really great shows. I hope that you enjoyed this week's show and that you'll consider tuning back in or, as I said, checking out some of our past shows. We've had some really great guests over the past four years, going on five now. I hope that you'll check them out. In the meantime, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for visiting SoapCentral.com. We'll be back here next Friday, January 17th already. January 17th. It seems crazy. But January 17th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the continuing saga that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.